Welcome back to another episode of the Buddhist Millionaire Podcast. I'm Matt Jardine, your host and author of How to Be a Buddhist Millionaire, Nine Practical Steps to Being Happy in a Materialist World. Have you read it? If you haven't, you have time to, to fix it. Get it. Okay, let's do some housekeeping. As you know, this podcast is powered by coffee, very little else. So if you like what you hear today, go, please, go ahead, buy me a coffee, my, my, my buy me a coffee page. See, I'm struggling to say it because I haven't had a coffee. The link is somewhere in the description below. And also thanks to our podcast partners, Forens, the platform for podcasters who want to reach everyone. They've uh, upgraded their site, actually. Give that a look. It's good now. It's really moving forward. Bilal's doing a great job with that. Missing Letter, Grow Your Social Presence the Smart Way. And of course, Book Award Pro, How Authors Become Book Award Winning Authors. I love that site. Have a little look at it. Shout out. Hey, this, this week's interesting. Shout out to four new U.S. states that have joined our network of listeners. So to you guys who are listening, Tennessee, Indiana, Nevada, and Louisiana. Cool. Welcome to you all. So thanks for joining us. Um, what's been going on this week? Actually, I've been a bit nostalgic this week. A memory came up on my Facebook feed of one of my favorite things I used to love to do with my karate school, which was our annual tournament. Me and my team, I would like to say, we poured our heart and soul into that event. And of course, the last one we did was, what was it, 20, 2018, and something happened and then COVID. And I try not to get too nostalgic, but I do miss those tournaments. And funnily enough, how weird is that? The memory came up, and my guest today performed at one of those uh, tournaments. She was out. I can't wait for you to meet her. I'll tell you about it in a second, but she was outstanding. If I remember rightly, at the interval between the uh, semis and finals, I can't remember, we, we have guests, special guests in. My guest today came in and she did her work, her art, which I'll explain in a second, while we did Kata. And it was one of my most memorable times. I loved it. Still gives me goosebumps um, thinking about it. And, and speaking of her, there are few people who I've met who pour so much of their mind, body and soul into her work. In fact, I can't think of anyone who even matches the amount they pour in, which is why she's with us today. She is a master in Japanese calligraphy. She is Japanese herself. She's a master in Japanese calligraphy. And her work has been shown around the world, museums, embassies, <laughs> on bottle labels. And even in the Tokyo, in Tokyo, the 2019 Rugby World Cup, please welcome my incredibly special guest and great friend, Akemi Lucas, a.k.a. Koshu. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Well, thank you for introducing me. That's wonderful, mate. Well, you know, you know, I'm a massive fan, obviously, as a friend, but as a, as a teacher as well, and just of your work. And I, I, I mean it, there are very few people on the planet who pour as much of their mind, body and soul into their work. And I just want to start off, this is from your website, I want to re read this out to the listeners. I love this so much. I love this so much. And you have said, I pour my deep love with my faithful heart into every single stroke and hope that the messages in my artworks reach into people's hearts and leave an echo for future generations. I love that. I love that. Oh. So, Kemi, can you, first of all, let's tell everyone about your passion. What do you, what do, you do? What do I do? Yes, this is just a... Um, I started calligraphy when I was eight years old. You know, that's because of the illness and everything, but that's I 
um, found out later why my mom sent to the um, Kelly Luffy school. Um, I wasn't good at it. I wasn't really keen on learning Kelly Luffy that much at that time, but I never thought stopping. That's the key. Mm. It just, I wasn't good at it. And then the teacher never gave me compliments. You know, I came, you're doing great. He never said that. But I never felt giving up. Somehow something was, I don't know, keep me going. And then lots of other friends uh, started to quit and leave. And then a full of, you know, the, the students, the room was many students, but, you know, keep just they leaving 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 and then I, when I noticed I was the only one following even you know um, when I become adult I was still I don't know just didn't give up but somehow probably deep in uh, inside I had some connection probably but that time I didn't really realize but uh, the, the way teacher led me was um, quite strict way. Right. Is that, quite, is that quite common in Japan, in, in, in calligraphy teaching, or was that just your teacher particularly? I think only my teacher. <laughs> probably he saw me inside me something. And then uh, he, you know, at that time, I thought he was only strict teacher. Um, but... Uh, you know, um, he really cared about me, right. and then I can. So he sort of saw more. He saw something in you that you hadn't yet realized in yourself. So it sort of helped you draw it out, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just, uh, you know, even I was in Osaka University, but just to still keep going and then send the artwork. At that time, of course, no internet or anything, so I just post it, and then he check and post it back. So I carried on and when I went back, I started to a little bit more serious, um, but I was full-time working. So um, that time, um, you know, and then I did um, dancing as well. So only I have... Dancing as well? I didn't actually know that. (laughs) Um, You know, I wanted to be a dancer. Well, no, I, of all the things I thought I did know about you, I didn't know that. That's really that's really interesting. What I, I'm going to guess, ballet. Yeah, I, you know, just a ballet. Yeah, but you know, the living in the countryside, such a such a countryside, to go to the ballet school, my mom have to drive over the mountain to the city, and then you know that time a road was very very bad. You this know, is by in the Japan, time I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, in, yeah. in Japan, my yeah. hometown you know, uh, become classic and then can't do anything, that kind of mountain. Mm. And then I had to give up. But, you know, my my passion, probably the passion for expression, expression. that was mm. I had. Whatever, it was all right, probably just to use whole my body. I just wanted to express something which I cannot use my words, something much, much more deeper. Right. I always had it. And then the children that time, you know, uh, when I was just small, I thought that was the way of dancing. Mm. So I was always, you know, I wanted to be a dancer, but, you know, um, the lots of things just stopped me, stopped me, stopped me. And then, but that, that feeling to express never stopped. Mm. Probably growing more, the more I was stopped, 
the growing more inside. Yeah, yeah. And then when I started to work, of course, I can drive. So I can go to the dancing school by myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was dancing almost every day. That was the happiest time. Was it? Um, <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah. And- <laughs> I have a guest coming on. Um, we pre-record these, as you know, but I have a guest coming on who is a very good friend of Sherry's, actually. Uh, and I used to teach her son karate theater. And she uh, was a... Um, ballerina and she was she's widely touted as princess diana's famous ballerina in fact they wrote alice in wonderland the ballet obviously not the story the ballet for her so she could lead in it and she she talks about that she says the same thing about the it for her that was how she expressed something that was inside and she says very similar things couldn't say it in words and her expression was moving and i find i find that very it's similar to martial arts one well, not my martial yeah. arts mine's pretty ugly and just fighting but mostly it's it's the, the kata is a sort of ballet isn't it i think it's quite balletic yeah you can't deny it you just you can't hide it it's just a bear and growing inside more 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 mm. so yeah and that time you know i was full time working what were I you doing what work were you do? doing Surprisingly, I was working for BMW automobile company. <laughs> Not my place, but I learned it how how the company works mm-hmm. and uh, how yeah. And then I realized it's not my place. I mean, it's only I'm only partly joking, but one of the purposes for the for the Buddhist Millionaire podcast, you guys, if you're just joining us for the first time, well, where have you been? Welcome. But also, Buddhist millionaires. are people who, uh, just to go very quickly through the spectrum, at one end, we have the broke creative, you know, someone who loves what they're doing, is passionate, but doesn't make a bean. Then we have the other end are the, well, (laughs) the BMW workers who are making fabulous (laughs) amounts of money, but they're walking the dark side. Sorry, BMW. (laughs) I'm sure other other companies are doing the same. But a Buddhist millionaire is someone who manages to uh, live a life of passion, express that which is within, and also does manage to pay the bills. But, Kemi, that's interesting because a lot of people get stuck, don't they, in something, just in the money side, without being able to fulfill their expression side. And that can be very frustrating, can't it? Yeah, it was good learning, you know. Um, Ah, uh, this is not my place. And then I just every day wishing no one comes, you know, because I had to give a coffee. And <laughs> then they just, but I learned how the company works. Yeah, yeah. All the, you know, financial things and everything, which was really good. And then that led me to the, you know, uh, understanding the self, self-employing, you know, work. Sure. And uh, so I just do work. Um, I, I, I skipped the lunch break. I just worked because I didn't work, didn't want to work overtime. So I just work so focused every day. And then I skip lunch, work, work, work. And then when the time finished, just goodbye. And then I just off to, <laughs> just you know, dancing school. <laughs> In the yeah. car, back over the mountain. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then even the, you know, the um, company, you know, gathering and then the drinking, you know, a lot of Japanese company have. And then I go, I have to go. But just as soon as they started to get drink, you know, drunk, I just, oh, I need to go to the toilet. And I just, phew, disappear <laughs> free like a bird <laughs> it's it's just that. that actually i find that really interesting and just you guys of course you're um listening to this you can't see this but i'm uh a, a kemi san is sitting in her kind of 
workspace and behind her is beautiful calligraphy shodo so japanese calligraphy and the and, and am i right that to understand the dark you have to understand the light it's about the negative space so actually it's true of life isn't it by knowing the dark side you can then embrace the light side and that is very much true of your your art isn't it it's not what you it's what you take away and what you give in that's one of the things I love about the black and white of Sumie and Shodo and all those things yeah you need to you need to yeah uh, experience these things and then I just realize what's the most important what my real passion is mm. so it was good I had to go through that and then you know I just to save money and then I keep dancing and then as soon as I go home you know uh, it's like middle of night but I needed time for calligraphy so I just slept three hours every day and then wake up like three four o'clock in the morning wow. and then practice and before I just, you know, um, drive to the company. So every day to three hours at least, I just practice. But that's the only way because I didn't want to cut dancing time. It was so precious to me. And then I didn't want to cut the time for calligraphy practice. So um, uh, that's the only way it was um, cutting my sleeping time. Wow. So I was a bit. I, I told you. You have always, as long as I've known you, but thrown your whole human being into everything. I don't know anyone. I don't from from high level fighters. I don't know anyone as robust as you with your work. You just throw yourself in. I know I'll just give up my whole sleep time. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it's just strangely human being body adjust the routine, you know, and then I, I wasn't. I was a bit skinny, but I wasn't ill. I was, a, I had the purpose. I had aim. You know, I wanted to clarify that. You know, calligrapher. I wanted to achieve dancing. So it's so much passion inside. Mm. I was happy to do every day. And then a the weekend was uh, more. You know, in the morning, soon as I wake up, I just grab my brush, and I realize I was in pajama in the evening. Oh. It's evening. I have to eat something. So my parents worried, you know, because but they knew once Akemi hold the brush, we can't say to her name or call her or walk around her room. So, <laughs> so because they know how much I focus. <laughs> I think it's 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 that sort of involvement, uh, immersion in something. So few people get to experience because we live I think now I don't know if you agree but we live in such an instant gratification uh, take looking through social media the whole idea of that is that hasn't given me a kick quick enough so I go to the next scroll you could have scrolled through 40 posts before settling on one it's the absolute anti-calligraphy isn't it it's anti-dough I actually I'd like you to speak about that actually the whole idea of um so for you guys, so for those who are listening to a martial artist, you see karate do, judo, aikido. So for Akemi-san, it would be shodo. And do and, uh, and Akemi, correct me if I'm wrong, do translates in, in Japanese in, uh, as either road, michi, or path. Where and this, and this is the thing I most love about the idea of do, and I learned this on the hardest path on the pilgrimage, is the 
the, the journey, re- I know it sounds cliche, but this, the Japanese really do embrace that, that the path is more important than the destination. Would you agree with that, Akemi? Mm, yeah, yeah. So just, I had to make efforts, you know, if I need to achieve, I always tell myself, I have to make efforts three times, at least three times more than everyone else do. Mm. That's my motto uh, since I was a small. So I just, um, yeah, weekend, just uh, practice, practice, practice. And then, you know, even friends call, you know, make a phone call. And I said, please don't call. I was so antisocial. <laughs> you know, it's just so bad about, you know, I appreciate friends have become, you know, still keep friends. So that's just, I was so rude. But um, yeah, they, they knew I was focusing. And then, um, uh, yeah, and then, I, you know, once I, practice and then uh, I think this is good enough to show that to my teacher I just to drop off and then I go to see my teacher but my teacher was uh, you know that time was almost I was reaching to the 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 master level you know qualify the teacher that level he said uh, you know um, um, as soon as I arrive and then he just wait outside and just to look at me and sometimes look at the artwork from the back and then just on the edge, just a little bit. And then he said, go home. No, no worth looking. And, you know, after, after. This, is, this is my arrogant attitude because I said, you know, I made such an effort, cut my sleeping time every day, three hours and weekend from morning to evening. I keep practicing. Why he say this to me? You know, I was a little bit angry and then I cried in the car soon as I get in the car and I just cry. And, um, you know, but he just, he just said, no, no worth looking, just go home. And I didn't understand why he does this. Because you know, you'd think, and, right, you, you would equate effort and time and commitment and dedication. You would, I think that's completely reasonable to equate that to standard, but clearly, clearly not. Wow, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, but I, 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 I didn't want to cry in front of teachers. So as soon as I get in the car, just burst into tears and then go home again and then just grab my brush. I didn't want to give up. And then I just to carry on the same same thing over and over and over and over. But that time, um, it, you know, it was a little bit um, strange things happen. I was, you know, because um, my physical body is not strong. I have gone through so many illness, so many illness. And then um, uh, lots of time in a hospital and um, for the treatment. When I was um, um, in, in Miyazaki Prefecture, there was a, you know, just a Western and Japanese clinic there and then a yoga dojo. And then at that time I stayed a couple of months for the treatment. And then every day I did the yoga and hmm. uh, Tai Chi and uh, then calligraphy all the time. And then at that time, the, uh, the, kid, the yoga teacher's son gave me one of the... Um, the videos, which was a follow the book. Um, and then it, it, it was um, uh, Charlie McCrane's Out on the Limb. Mm-hmm. And at that time, that book 
was just going back when I went to America to study macrobiotic because I didn't know you did that either wow yeah the 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 food makes our body and uh, because because of my illness I had too much medicine in my body and then it sort of toxinated it slightly yeah that's causing illness and then the the um I was sort of very ill then but that's because of the illness and operation and and the take and all sort of things mm. and then the I had to change all my body system so I had a very strict dieting and then a really really strict that was in Shizuoka prefecture so I was there in total three times two weeks so in total six weeks or so but that time I learned so much about the food and energy of universe all sorts of spiritual things yeah and then that led to me to go to the New York to study macrobiotics. Were you at the Cushy Institute? Yeah. So, my, so you know, I did shiatsu. So my principal of the shiatsu school, the British School of Shiatsu, Ray Rodolfi and, and Suzanne as well, they studied under Michio Kushi at the macrobiotic. Oh, really? The team then, Bill Tara, Ray Rodolfi, Suzanne, they all studied that. And there was a big module in our shiatsu course of macrobiotic stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, and when and when um, re- and when um, uh, uh, travelled in Europe, I think, or maybe the States, I'm not sure where, but anyway, Ray was his sort of fixer, you know, showed him around, set up the talks, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so so big part of our um, shiatsu module was was macrobiotic work. We we wouldn't have gone into the same depth as, but, but yeah, big part of it. I thought fascinating trophology and macrobiotic work and all the all the yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know that about you. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so I, studied, uh, yeah I, I went to the to see, Miss, um, you know, Kushi Sensei mm. and then wife, and then they had uh, lots of beautiful, you know, seminar and lots of things. So, so I learned there. And then um, it's, I wanted to work there, you know, and then I, yeah, I, yeah. I told my my father can i stay in america to work for for him he said no oh. it was so furious and i really? just forced me back so i had to come back but anyway um i met the guy who does um reflexology so the, the, the um foot massages um, at the kush institute so he was in based in miyazaki so after I came back, I had to carry on my treatment. So I went to the Miyazaki and then there was a, his, his yoga dojo. And then right next to it, there is a clinic. And then they, they provide the macrobiotic food in mm. the hospital. Mm. So um, I had to do the treatment. And then at that time, I went to the yoga dojo every day. And then, it, you know, um, then that time, Oh, anyway, that that when I went to the the uh, Kushi Institute in New York, he told me to read the Shari McLean's uh, Out on a Limb. Then when I went back to the, when I was in Miyazaki, he didn't know anything about it, but I fell in love with the book and then I kept reading. It's a little bit more her true experience, spiritual world, spiritual experience yes. was written, and then um, that was. Um, became a video, the, the TV series in America. 
And then at that time, of course, it was impossible to get it in Japan, but somehow the his son was maniac of videos and all sorts of things. And he's he had that video and he just gave it to me without I saying anything. Yeah. And how oh, wow. And then I was wondering what to do my life. That time I was lost. How old were you? How old were you at this point? That time I was a 23. Okay. 23. Yeah. I was a little bit lost, you know, after, you know, I went to America, I studied macrobiotic and then all sorts of things. I didn't know how I can move on. I knew I don't like to work for the company, you know, BMW or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, um, but, I didn't know what to do. So every day I was a little bit searching, searching, searching. And then went to Miyazaki and then every day I was searching. And then it suddenly... And, and uh-huh. can I just ask you about that searching? Because I think a lot of listeners have that problem where they're not sure. Um, and what was that? So did you just try different things, just stab at anything and try it and see if you liked it? How did that searching show for you? How, how What did you do? Yeah, it was uh, that time I don't, but just I was just doing carry on the you know the um calligraphy practice, and then I know I want to do dancing and all sorts of things, but um, lots of things led to another, another, and right. then my father has a company and he said, Why don't you work for me? and he said, No, this is not my, my place, and then. Yeah, I wanted to just because the, the guy in Miyazaki, he said, why don't you come, you know? So just because I needed the treatment for yeah. my body, so I said, okay, why not? Yeah. So I just went there. Right. And then uh, sort of um, followed the door that opens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm a bit like that, exactly. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, yes. And then I went there and then he said, why don't you work for me? And he said, mm, I was... I wasn't sure, but half, yes, half. And then they're doing yoga every day. And then the yoga, his wife was a yoga teacher. And she said, okay, me, why don't you become a yoga teacher? And then that would be good. I like teaching. I always love. Yeah, you are a good teacher. For those who are listening, I've done a few of Akemi's courses and she's very patient because I'm a terribly badly behaved student, asks way too many questions. She's very patient with me. (laughs) So she's a great teacher. I just love teaching and then I thought maybe. And then that time, a lot of things happened. And uh, no, then uh, a guy, I don't remember even his name or face. He was American guy, um, was army and lost something. And then he was somehow down in Miyazaki and then doing yoga every day. And we didn't talk much. And then suddenly he just said to me, you know, um, talk to me. And I was, you know, I'm not a sociable person. I don't say hi to people. And then I always wait somebody to talk to me. Um, And then um, I was so quiet there. And then he just said, Akimi, you should teach English to children. Hmm. Out of blue, you know, just what? And then, yes, you should do that. And so I was, you know, searching. And then, but no, I, I don't have a confidence in my English, although I learned English, but I'm not, I never learned or qualified the teacher teaching English. 
And then I, mm, not sure, but no, no. And then I was a bit shocked mm. because I never thought that. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then somehow, soon after, he said everything just turned to push me that way. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then a, a lot of something negative things happen. Things I was in, uncomfortable things happen, and then the but that led to me to go home. Okay. I had only video of them showing my claims video, and then I just go home. And then it was a little bit hurting, you know, uncomfortable things happen and then hurting me, but that pushed me back to the hometown. And soon as I sat down at the table, there was a newspaper on the table. And then at the bottom of the newspaper, there was a tiny, the um, uh, advert, wanting teacher. Oh, and then there was a, um, you know, are you interested in teaching children English? Oh, I just found this straight away. Yeah, yeah. And then they said, oh, can you come tomorrow? I said, oh, okay. And then I just went there. And then they said, can you work for tomorrow? Tomorrow? <laughs> um, yeah, why not? And then listen, they just, I started to work and then get the training. And then I started to teach Um. Um, English to children. Yeah. I loved it. And then it was a big company, language, big, big company, yeah. whole Japan has. So one of the branches mm -hmm. I was working for. So the teaching system and everything was beautiful, done. And then I thought, wow, I can learn so much English there. And then I thought, okay, why not? And then I started to work and then I do. Of course, KUFE carry on. So that time, yes, uh, full-time work and then again, practice KUFE. So that time, um, practice and then I show that to my teacher and then he said, you know, go home, you know, go home. And, um, um, but I didn't understand why he kicked me off so badly. And, but I carried on. And then one day, you know, um, I was exhausted. Yeah. Because he didn't tell me the reason why. And then I was a little bit exhausted what to do. But every day I watched the video of the Sherry McLean every morning. And then in my room, there's a video. And then at night, you know, put on and then asleep. So, you know, halfway through, I just goes went to just to fall asleep. But every day, I watch wow. something. Really I wanted to connect myself to the spiritual world. Yeah. Um. I didn't know why, but just so attracted, and then drawing to that, and then I just, uh, and then how can I connect myself to the universe? That thing is. I started to search myself, mm -hmm. and then one day, my teacher said, "Akimi." You know, you have to polish your sixth sense. Polish. Your teacher said you have to, I like that, polish your sixth sense. Mm. Mm. Nice. So he said, kan, so that's in Japanese, just a kan. And then, you know, just only 100 times practice, don't come like this. You have to practice 1,000 times. You know, 100 times is not good enough. And then I, oh, okay. 
So I just went home and then I'd thrown away all the practice one and then I bought, you know, big quantity of papers and then, okay, now focus. So that video helped me a lot. And then how can I get rid of my e arrogance and then also want to become good, that feeling? It's, it's a really, it's something that is on my mind every single day you describe that. And it's something that, because, and I think people will relate to this, that we are taught, certainly in the West, that hard, it's all about the hard work and the passion, but that isn't enough, actually. It's about drop, that's, that's a good, that's a good start to get you out of bed and onto the mat or, or in front of the paper. But it's not enough, I've realized. And it's, it's exactly the same with meditation. And I would say shodo and, and uh, meditation are one of the same. They could be the same interchangeable words. That it's actually the work isn't about the practice. The work is about dropping out of the brain, the thinking brain, and into whatever then we call that below. Some will call it heart, spirit, soul, whatever but it is and that can that can't be circumvented can it it can you you just have to keep so meditation there are two techniques well there are loads of techniques but there's either one pointed focus technique focus on the breath candle calligraphy or there's the whole zen sit still and do nothing where you just let it sink and i i it just it is a lot of work, but that's the sort of the archetypal description of Do, isn't it? Where in fact you have to get involved in the practice. You're, it's not about the thousandth being good enough for your teacher. It's about one to a thousand immersing yourself in that, so that you touch something transcendent. It's an inc- mm. it's it's a beautiful state, isn't it? Mm. It's just, uh, but. Not easy. No. Not easy. <laughs> because it's easy. I find it easy to interfere. I think like I'm doing this at the moment with writing. Okay. So uh, we're in similar worlds, sort of, in that we're, we're putting art on, on paper. And I think, right, I've done my, however, you know, two and a half thousand words today, but you can't, two and a half thousand words doesn't mean I've dropped into a state that's any good. I'll read it back the next day and think, you're kidding me. Who would enjoy it? Who literally, who would enjoy that? No one. And it's not easy. Some days you get it. Some days you don't get it. And I do, do you find, I don't think I can always switch on the get it days. I can, I can always arrive at the laptop and type. That's my job to do the work, but I can't always at the moment switch on the great days. Can, can you, or do you just wait? Yeah, I think that, that moment I started to able to do that. So, you know, that, that, that moment, you know, the, I was searching, searching how to get rid of everything, Yeah, you know, so just uh, because I really wanted, I wanted to become a good, I wanted my teacher to say, well done, I can, you know, I wanted to create the good artwork and mm. then I just want, want, want so much, you know, that feeling, but I realized I have to get rid of everything. Mm. Mm. So that's, um, I started to understand, but yes, how? That's the issue, how I can get rid of it. Although I understand that, how can I get rid of it? But I understand it's, you know, a hundred times practices are not good enough. 
but that means just um you know that was you know i did so much practice that was my arrogant you know mm. i did so much yeah. so that kind of everything just to get rid of it and then but how can i become nothing you know and then i just i'm a part of universe and then i get rid of me and then if as in as in the sort of as in a chemi as in the the individual the sort of the the yeah. the, the character as it were the, not not saying you've got an ego but the egoic character mm-hmm. as in get rid of matt get rid of a chemi that and just connect straight with the with the source whatever we agree yeah. on wow. yeah so that's i i i tried every day i don't know how many days i did but um it's i i, I just try to if universe has a power they can use my body and create something they want not me mm, mm. okay something yeah so that kind of image so you're the so vehicle for something something expressing itself via you today it could be someone else tomorrow but it's via you today mm. interesting so it is to, i'm nothing but somebody universe is using my body my arm the brush that much nothing so that's i aimed at every day every day every day wow. and one day something changed big change and then i just felt it was huge universe like that kind of image it was in between white paper and me nothing but and then i did it and then i felt because it was totally different feeling i thought is this the one i was unsure is this the one but something big different and then i just to grab the artwork and then drove off to teach him and then the teacher was waiting outside and he said well done come in ah in wow and, so you can feel you can almost feel it or that energy almost sticks to the paper or invisibly visible sort of yeah wow and then he he said just come in and i i was nearly crying and he said oh, yeah 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 okay and then it's upstairs and i went upstairs and he said okay put it on the on the wall so i put the bigger work on the wall and then he said um he just look at it like like me well done Wow, that's a great story. Amazing. And, uh, um, oh, I cried. First time I cried in front of my teacher. And well done. You followed me until this moment. Well done. This is that. And oh, wow. That's remarkable. And then it, since that moment, every single time I hold my brush, I feel connected. To, to the to the to something bigger to the oneness or the universe yeah wow it's um and then i realized this is this is what he meant calligraphy he said you know um three things always but that's his teacher told him you know before he passed away he told my teacher and then my teacher told every single time and then he said um when i become adult and i'm going to see him and he said you don't need to practice here you practice at home and you're coming here to listen my story because my story i never say it again 
you can only have one chance. But he always says, says the same thing thousand times. Yeah. And then I saw, I know where he's going to breathe and then where he's going to pose and then what the word comes. That much he said every day, every single time. But he said, my story is only once you can listen. So you have to listen carefully. I said, oh, wow. So I never forget. And then that was my, my teacher's teacher told him. And then he said, Akemi, every single sample you give to teacher, a student, you have to write, never photocopy. That means I realized later uh, because every single stroke has got the vibration. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's its own there in the moment, never to be repeated, no matter what level thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. And then if I teach students, I have to give that, 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 love and then a feeling and vibration and everything that students can feel it that's the way teaching so he said don't never you know never regret just to keep writing mm. but that's also writing the sample to the students every single time that bring me to the beginner's mind always bring back me to the kihon issue so that's um, um, so important, I realized later. So that's, yes, I follow his wish. And then the second, he said, um, you know, just don't bother um, um, submit your artwork for the, any competition. So calligraphy become a lot, you know, competition become, have a good prize. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but for him, for me, calligraphy is love. And uh, if I get the prize, that's lose something, such important things. And then to keep that, I just follow how to pull the love every single stroke. I shouldn't create artwork to aim for the competition, to aim for getting prize because it's my calligraphy is not that if that's my teacher wanted and then i learned that technique to connect to the universe so if it's something for that lose something important so that's beautiful that, that is his wish so um i never i never you know even think about it and um, then last thing is, um, you know, it's just, he said, just never, you know, um, of course, never forget that the beginner's mind, but at the same time, never stop studying, never stop achieving. And then a calligraphy, not only calligraphy, just a painting, some painting and seal making and, and scroll making, all sorts of things, never stop studying. So that's three things he told me. But... After this, you know, just recently, I was uh, given the opportunity to um, do the lecture. And then I started to search more. Always, wanted, I always wanted to do um, writing a book or something because my teacher wrote a book and gave it to me. That's only one in the world he hasn't published. So I always wanted to do something 
uh, with it as well. Yeah. But I never had an opportunity. But this time I was given the to give the lecture and then I started to study and search. He left me so many books, you know, 100 books behind and then everything here. And then I, I you know, flip the pages time to time, but I never read deep, deep, yeah. deep. Yeah. And this time um, I, you know, a few books grabbed and then I read, read, read. And then that one of the book was a cook. I thought that's what I wanted to tell later. But um, anyway, so I studied more deeply how the calligraphy started and then the, you know, the history of calligraphy and how the kanji originated and then what Kukai did, and then everything. And finally, everything connected. What teacher taught me, what the calligraphy means deeply. It's not only for, yes, of course, hobby, yes, wonderful. But for competition, yes, fine. But much, much deeper, especially deeper, deeper in calligraphy has. Let's have, that might be a good let me just let me just interject there because I think it's the perfect time just to get into Kobodaisho or Kukai. But let me give the readers a quick background of um this is a remarkable story. And our meeting has been serendipitous in so many weird ways, right? But but now this really is weird in a good way, by the way. So let me just tell you guys. So you guys, if if you don't, you most of you do, but if you don't. This whole podcast came from the book, How to Be a Buddhist Millionaire. But before that, it came from something much more important called The Hardest Path, which was my first book that I wrote, where I decided very much like a chemist and I, I was looking for stuff, looking to connect with something bigger. Anyway, I, I went to Japan to walk their, essentially their super pilgrimage. You know, Paolo Coelho did the Camino and loads of people do that, but I had a big link to Japan with my martial arts. Anyway, so I did the thing called the Hachiju Hachi, the 88 Temple Pilgrimage on Shikoku Island, which very briefly, it's a 1400 kilometer walk around the island, and you stop in at 88 temples to do the Hanya Shingo, the Heart Sutra. Fine. Um, <laughs> and this is this is the weird thing, but the, the per and I didn't know this until I went, I knew nothing about the pilgrimage other than I needed to do something, and I literally got on a plane 10 days after the decision and went. Turns out later, as I learn, I keep seeing this statue of this, this guy. I, say, I don't say that disrespectfully because I'm there as a, you know. And it turns out that this guy is Kukai Kobodaishi, the founder of this, um, of this pilgrimage. And he was the sort of grandmaster who propagated the Dharma in uh, Buddhist teachings in Japan at that time. And he was also, just looking at the notes I've got here, he was, of course, a Buddhist monk, a calligrapher, and a poet, and he founded the esoteric Shingon school of Buddhism. So we came back. I can't, oh, now I know. Akemi and I, I, I was doing, um, uh, I think I was teaching a good, great friend of mine, Les Bubka, yeah, one of my martial arts friends. And I think I was teaching or I was on one of his seminars, uh, mental health karate seminars. Anyway, Akemi was doing a performance there as well. I think that's the first time we met. And Anyway, we got into a little bit of a conversation. It turns out that we had a ton of things in common, which brings us to this. The, the thing we have in common, this right at the heart of what we're doing, is Kukai, this, this ancient Japanese Buddhist monk who, who, who did calligraphy. So 
Akemi, tell me, you've so your teacher then in that stack of a hundred books is a book of of about wow. Yeah, and all sorts of calligraphers, you know, historical calligraphers books, and also yeah, and then a wonderful uh, book um, for some you know focus on the Kukai as a calligrapher, and um, you know, searching more, you know the. If, if I can go back to the origin of kanji, mm. you know, just uh, the kanji was a part of, you know, others, Egyptians, uh, hieroglyphs, mm. and then a yeah. form of Mesopotamian uh, civilizations. Uh, one of the, you know, the characters, hand kind of characters, but only one exists now because others all, you know, died out. But Chinese characters were remained and then the formations you know, developed you know, over the years, you know, mm. 3000 histories. And then the, the original, the, the f- first time people were thought the kanji was, letter was a given from God. Mm. Like, it's like a holy were, symbols, yeah, yeah. Yes, holy symbols. And then they were writing the um, characters on the tattoos shell and then animal bones and then uh, put the fires and then seeing the crack of the after the fire yeah. so that's they were using the for the divinations and then uh, um, um, f- the predict the future or a whole government that that you know political and everything was carried by divination mm. from the crack of the you know yeah. uh, letter um, so so much the Kanji was connected to the spiritual world, and yeah. people has the um, uh, the the power, spiritual power. Kajin called the, you know that person yeah. who can read. They are the the person the top, and then they listen to them, and then um, so writing was just so important mm. in the, that that time. And then they were using the word, the, the writing script to talk, connect, mm. communicate to the God. And then over the t- years, the writing developed and then and the connection of people to God transformed to people to people. Mm. So more practical use. Yeah. And then it started to lose the spiritual, yeah, spiritual power. Elements. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, um, but people knew it. People knew the spiritual power all the time. And even the government was, uh, it's, the power was uh, too strong to so interfere the, you know, the politics. Yeah. So the government tried to suppress Tried to suppress more. it, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Yes. But uh, people, yes, knew it. So they, they used the, the kanji power to all sorts of ways. And then same time there was a called that Thai script so that's you know they they were using the spiritual power of the calligraphy so they using the brush how it's connected to the brush, brush movements and things they they realize they can connect to the god mm-hmm. so they have created a uh, hundred different types of you know scripts it's called that script then same time the Shingon Mikyo arrived from India to China yeah. and then a Shingon word was expressed by Bonji. 
So the, the characters, calligraphy characters, each word is a Buddha. Mm. Each word is the uh, mantra. Mm. So has got the spiritual power. So that and then a Zakai script was both spiritual letters. So people were using it, although the government were, you know, suppressed. So, and then when the Kukai went to China to study Mikyo Buddhism, Mm -hmm. uh, one person, Huijo, he could, he was the, he saw Kukai, he foreseen Kukai's arrival, and then he he taught. He he thought Kukai was the only person he could teach, and then he knew the um, sort of Shingon Mikyo was dying in in India and in China. Mm-hmm. So he passed every knowledge and everything to Kukai, and then passed away. Wow. And Kukai was a super intelligent. So three in three months. He learned Sanskrit and Chinese both on the three. And then he, he managed to understand the, the Mikyo Shingon Mikyo. And then at the same time, he learned calligraphy. He was doing calligraphy in Japan, but yeah. he learned more deeper um, Chinese calligraphy. And he was so fascinated by the Bonji and Zatai mm. script. And then he knew the power of it. Because the sort of magical or the spiritual elements. So, so let yeah. me tell you about this, right? I don't know if I told you this ever at your house. Uh, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But this is weird. I got about, I can't remember where I was. It was one of the towns where the green turtles go. I can't remember, right? But I was at a youth hostel, so about halfway around the pilgrimage, okay? And I stop at this youth hostel, um, and you know, by then I've got no money left, so I'm just looking for freebies, right? Um, so this, this guy came in, and I went inside into the lounge, into the small lounge, and across the wall are the, the strangest... I'm not really sure what they were. Calligraphy, maybe, but they were drawings, just kind of swirls, and but it was beautiful. But it was also kind of haunting as well. It was the strangest thing, one particular wall. And I was looking at it, wow. and the, the, uh, the guy came out. And it turns out that he was in some way a sort of divinator, right? So it's sort of into the whole divination and stuff. Right. And, he, and he, we were talking about what I was doing, because it's quite rare for a Westerner to do the 88, and particularly to do it in one go, you know that, right? And um, he said to me, because he, he said, why are you here? And I said, you know, various things. And he said, you are, this is to me, the rebirth of Kukai. And it is your job. Right? And at that point, I have no idea what he's talking about. I thought he's just some crazy old man, right? I'm like, who is this crazy guy? I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You are the rebirth of Kukai. And it's your job to tell the story of the Hachiju Hachi to the Westerners. And then he did, he gave me this business card, you know, the whole Maishi. And he did this, and this is why, why it reminded me, did this kind of calligraphic swirl. It didn't look like anything I'd ever seen. It looked like he just scribbled. And he said, show this to any magic person and they will understand just from, and I, I had this card. And, it, and those, that story, and it was just one of those stories. I'd been walking miles. So I was exhausted. I just wanted somewhere to sleep. But years after, I started to realize Whoa, I'd stumbled into, I don't know, someone magic. I have no idea. But those stories come alive as they attach to someone who tells me another piece of the story. But that's wild, isn't it? Isn't that incredible? Yeah. 
So yeah, I would like to see that 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 calligraphy one. So it has got such a power, and then Kukai knew the power of the letter. Mm. So he learned all you know Chinese different you know calligraphy styles. But at the same time, he was so fascinated of Bonji and then Zatai script, mm. and then he thought to to teach. The Shingo Miku's teachings to, to people is too difficult, right. too difficult to people to understand. Instead, he thought he could express this um, letter in calligraphy and then show it. So that's the best way of teaching to people. So he created more and more, more calligraphy artworks with spiritual power. I guess he is the person can connect to the universe straight away and then bring the energy to the each strokes of yeah. the letter. And the letter has it got the um, spiritual world, spiritual power. So that's, he thought this is the best way to spread the teaching. So people don't need to understand, but people can feel it. Yeah, 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 so feel this it. is the best way. And is that the Hanya Shingo? That... Not only. Not only of for other things. Here he's got, yeah. got here the painting of Kukai from Shingon. Uh, check, just check my saying of this. Shingon Hasozo. Is that right? So, yeah, he did um, a, a lot of, of scrolls, years, uh, a set of scrolls depicting the first eight patriarchs of Shingon, Kamakura period, 13th to 9th, 14th centuries. Wow. But more, more, more than, you know, so different style of Zatai and the Hihaku script and then a Bonji. So has got the power. So he creates many kind of weird calligraphy, but mm. such a powerful one. So that but he thought this is the best way of teaching the spreading the teaching of Shingon Mikyo. So that's the, the book I have, my teaching. Oh, when I come back, I'll have to come around and see that. <laughs> tea, tea and that book. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> So that's now I started to connect myself reading the Kukai's, you know, what he was trying to do. Mm. And then, but the, the incredible thing is calligraphy is the moment you pull the energy that can last forever. Yes. But he can, you know, show that to the future. So, you know, a hundred thousand years ago he wrote, but that's the power remained in the artwork this is the power of calligraphy so you can remain that power and then pass on to the future hmm. so that he probably knew it and then it, because you know Shingo Mikyo only not only he while he was alive he has to you know keep teaching forever so but the people can misunderstand misinterpret and then even his original teaching, if someone next generation, next generation, probably bits and bits keep changing, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all the teaching thing. But calligraphy remains as the power as it is remained. So that's, I think he understood it, understood, and then he, he did it. So that's why he created so many powerful calligraphy. So that's... Um, um, I understand now what my teacher wanted to, to teach me. So this is the real calligraphy. This is a power Amazing. to understand the, the power of the letter, 
to understand the brush movement. So he studies so much about how to move the brush, you know, movement and everything, because depends on that, the energy flowing is a different. Mm -hmm. So when I teach calligraphy to my teach students, I teach the, because I can understand the flow of the energy and everything now. So, um, you know, just turning or tilting the brush a little bit, that's big matter, big, big, you know, important things. So, because energy level changes. So that's why when I teach that I care the most, of course, mindset and then how to flow the energy. So for me, calligraphy is the energy that become a message to people for the future. So that's why the mindset that moment is so important. Yeah, it's everything. If I have an ego, I want to become a famous. I want to have a prize. You know, I want to become such and such. That if even bits of ego or you know um, that feeling I have, I shouldn't leave the artwork for the future. So it has to be nothing. Has to be neutral. And then, you know, that's I don't need it is you know rubbish thought so this is probably cook i understood it and then it, that's the way of his teaching so i was really happy to you know discover this and then read uh-huh. through the book and then yes of course i connected to you and then i thought maybe i should go to the <laughs> Shikoku and then so a couple of things. Firstly, before I tell you about the remind me about the Shikoku thing and the passing four, but I just want to say to people who are listening, because I know a lot of them will all we all are fascinated. Of course, not everyone who's listening to this and martial artists, a lot of them aren't, but a lot of us are are really uh, kind of attracted by that idea of a traditional master. And that word master is thrown around, certainly in the martial arts world, way too much. Trust me, there are very few real masters in the West who are martial artists, right? So I do hope you realize that when you're in the present, at the moment with Akemi, we are listening to a genuine, proper, high level master. And it's an absolute, honestly, it's an honor, Akemi. I, 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 every time it's, it's, it's an amazing thing because, you know, not many people get to chat with bona fide real masters. So thank you. Shikoku. So, about paying it forward, whether I'm the rebirth of Kukai or not, I highly doubt it. But whether I'm just having to share the work, here's the thing. Ten days ago, one of my one of my students, you will have met him actually. I won't say who it was, just in case he doesn't want me to say it publicly. But anyway, he called me to say he's going on a gap year, and would I mind if he went and did the Hachijuhachi? He wanted to do what I did. So that's, I mean, that's it, right? That's all we can do, isn't it? We pass that journey on one person at a time and, um, and, and Kukai's message gets, uh, gets out there through the calligraphy, through the pilgrimage. Hopefully you'll go and do it as well. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I thought, you know, just, um, you know, because I've never done, you know, visiting the temple, the temples in Shikoku, but I guess probably each temple has some kind of calligraphy artwork or something. And then I think to do that, probably people can re- receive the message, even don't realize. So that's the meaning of 88 temples. So, yeah. you know, that's, um, that's I 
understood yeah. from you know studying the kukais and and uh, it's um, the his message is more kind of invisible power mm. you know yeah. it's that's so it's not head it's more soul yeah. to Well, I think I was, I think I'm a perfect example to prove that because obviously I didn't, I mean, I I speak rudimentary GCSE Japanese, but I didn't understand anything. I pitched up, you know, Hajime-san, that homeless guy, uh, basically said, follow the Han Yoshingo. I followed him until I could say it, didn't know what I was saying. But as you say, it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't matter that I didn't know what I was saying or reading by saying it and reading it, it was transformative and has been for what, 15 years? How long have I been back? I don't know, 2007. I don't know what that is, but a long time. And that's the, I guess, because it's what I've seen and heard and then kind of recite affects you whether you know what's going on or not. That's the power of words and, and as you say, calligraphy, right? Yeah. Amazing. So I think, you know, what you're doing is a, such an important mission you're doing. So, um, uh, you know, yeah, I, I read your, you know, the Hard Pass uh, book, and then I also your Buddhist millionaire book, so I'm going to read it. And, uh, but, you know, to, to spread this depth mm. to Western people, it's important things. And then probably for me, yes, by calligraphy, just, you know, if I can, um, every single time I, um, move my brush movement I feel this echo to the universe mm. can reach the people yeah. that's I always try to image and then I just to send my love to people so that's I do but for you probably as the guy said to you probably yeah it's important mission you have so it's it's to yeah, what well, Kukai did quite amazing. So, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. To, to that, do this. Mm. That brings me on to say, I'm, 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 we've been going, I, I could talk to you literally forever, but I'm aware of your time. But I just want to touch on this because it, it touches things that have happened to us both, right? Um, the, the, the first reason for me, for the pilgrimage and you for the calligraphy is that connection to the universe okay whatever whatever we describe that god universe whatever right fine that's the mm-hmm. that's the sort of that's the key but and here's the thing and which is why i wrote how to be a buddhist millionaire when i came back from hardest path or from 88 wrote that and that was fine but here's the thing no matter how inside i felt uh light you know like something has transformed right i still came back to bills children that needed feeding a world that hadn't walked the 88 and i wanted to ask you about this about how we square the circle how we have something which is and which is why i wrote how to be a buddhist millionaire the idea can you use those same kind of spiritual things that you've learned while in mid flow for me while i was in pilgrimage for those things that you learn can you use them to to, to live a contemporary day-to-day life. And I wanted to ask you about that. And that's the Buddhist millionaire part. The Buddhist bit is the passion-led and the millionaire part is the, you know, we pay the bills. You don't have to be Buddhist or millionaire, but that's the idea. So my question, how do you square that circle between your art being the expression of the universe and paying bills and then sharing it with others who, 
how do you feel about that? How is that? How do you how do you do that? Do you make money from your work now? Does it pay your bills? I see you're on Domestica now. I've got your course, which I love. Um, tell me about how that fits. Yeah, um, you know, since I was so small, I learned you never chase money somehow, probably through my, my father, you know, and my teacher. And uh, if you chase money, money gone. That's true. I've experienced yeah. that. <laughs> and um, so if whatever you do, somehow the natural phenomenon and all the energy the same, you know, just to connect to it, it comes mm. to me mm. for mm. necessary. You don't need much, you know, because I don't wish to have a great car or a big house. So I don't wish anything. As long as, you know, uh, my daughters can have a roof and food and then just a little bit of money to go back to Japan to see my family. So that's enough. So as long as I have enough money to live, uh, that's unhappy because when you die, you can't take your money with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, the most important is your spirit, how you can polish your spirit. And then, you know, after I die, you know, I just want to, my spirit, you know, soul is happy. And then with my soul can give some good influence to people. That's what I aim at. So money, as long as, yes, it's important, of course. You need a food, you need a roof, but you don't need too much. It's if you have too much, it's it's like um, I don't know, disturbing something yeah. more important. Well, it builds so, the ego mind, doesn't it? Because now you're into ah, oh, now I have to get out of my heart into my head because I've got to make many more plans to make a million mm-hmm. than I do to make, you know, hundred pounds, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So if yes, if I'm 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 now you know I'm trying to create the um, rebuild my school. I have a school in Japan. It's damaged by typhoon. Um, you know, it's been twenty over years. It's not used, and then actual physical school, a play, you know, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before I came to UK, I was running school. Right. So that's yeah. Going back there, you know, I was teaching English to the company, but I didn't like it. I wanted to teach by myself, yeah. my way. So I started to teach English and calligraphy both. Uh, okay. And then at that time, I just, uh, I never advertise. And then I just, uh, one student become 100. And which, is, which is the sign of you, passion first, then the money or the students with the money come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've personally experienced that myself. When I've chased money, it never works. And I end up upsetting people. When I don't, it seems to work. It's strange, right? Just the necessary money. And then I just started to, you know, wish to repair that school. Mm. And then one day I want to go back to Japan and then I can invite students from all, all over the world. And then I just did experience countryside of Japan as well as the Japanese culture and art there. So that's while I was meditating, all the image came and then I was a bit shocked because 
I didn't think that. And then that started my project. So last three years. So little bit of money, if I get that money, go to my school. But my school is for people. I don't wish, you know, business. It's yeah. just yeah, 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 yeah. anyone can come and then feel real Japan, you know, just to have a place to stay and then they give a food and that kind of thing. So, you know, rest of my life, I just want to do something you know, good. And um, what I can give, I want to give as much as I can. So that's, yeah, the, the money, yes, I need to fix my school. But um, uh, so I just work, 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 work. But, you know, with um, happiness, because I, I image the people's smile at my school. So that's what I'm trying to do. So the domestic course might be good. That's when they asked me to do this. I thought I didn't want to do calligraphy because you did. It's I wanted Sumia, isn't it? Yeah. Because the calligraphy is, I wanted to teach more deep, much, yeah. much deeper and the properly. So yeah. I didn't want that course, but they asked me, then they, they said, what about Sumia? So, okay, that's, that's, yes, of course, it's Sumia and calligraphy the same, you know, in a spiritual way, but it's slightly different because I, I was, no oh, here it is. I was looking for it with you do on that course, you do the, again, check my saying the, uh, Shinkushi, the, or the orchid, the bamboo, chrysanthemum, yeah. and the plum blossom, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, that's if it might be help for running school, my school yeah. for people in a countryside. And then uh, it's going to be good for community people because in Japan, countryside, less populations, more, more, more. So I want to do something back. It's a back. very well done course, by the way. Uh, you guys were listening. I will leave the link to that course in the description below. But it's they're good. Domestica are doing. I, I get a lot of stuff from Domestica, screenwriting stuff and all that sort of stuff. But it's a it's a great course. Yours is. It's beautiful. Yeah, I tried my best. You know, whoever you know, beginners and then you know, intermediate, they can learn. But it's based on Zen philosophy. Hmm. So I wanted to teach deeply. So you can get that every single stroke so important to connect within yourself to the universe, that kind of a little bit deeper, yeah. I, I thought, in a course. So but that this course, yes, it helps. And um, the, you know, I didn't have the money for fixing school. And then I wasn't sure what to do. And um, then suddenly the rugby job came and then the Olympic 20th and, uh, rugby world cup in yeah. 2019 was in Tokyo yeah that was then again out of blue and then they just the, the, the money I got from then that's directly to go to school so that's you know managed I thought wow that's a miracle that there is when I but that's the thing I found and you clearly will have found this I found this on the pilgrimage after the pilgrimage speaking to you that when you are open, you are given exactly, more often than not, given exactly what you need to the scent. How weird is that? So something it's, I don't know, just I believe something it's good for people. Hmm. The necessary money is given. Yeah. So yeah. that's my motto. So I just try to be, you know, lotus flower. 
So that's another thing my teacher told me when I became a calligrapher master level. He gave me the uh, one word, Akeme, I give you this. So the heart of flower. So write this. He didn't say much. And then I just wrote, that was my first proper create artwork. And, uh, but I didn't really understand that to that time, he didn't tell. And then later on, when I was a couple of years ago, I was in a, so life was so hard. And uh, I was really, yeah, lost face and everything. So that time he came in my dream and then I showed that artwork, which I did, you know, 20 years ago. And then I was a bit shocked. And why he showed that artwork? And then I looked and the artwork and then it was a heart of flower means lotus flower in you know the flower purest and the part of the lotus flower yeah the lotus flower grew in the muddy water yeah, yeah. the life is a full of mud yeah. and darkness and yet you know bring up the most pure petal of the flower yeah. so that's i can mean it's the purest that. buddhist symbol isn't it that what comes mm. out of the dark and then out of the flower itself is the lightest of the light that's a that's mm. a that's an amazing vision, you know. Dream, have ah, gorgeous. I meant to yeah. ask you actually, what does Koshu mean? Your your art name. Koshu is a red autumn. You know, when calligraphy, the the master gave down the name um, traditionally, and then my teacher was a Cezanne, Blue Mountain, huh? and then uh, often one word given, you know, blue or mountain, but. He said, Kimi, mm, it's not you, blue or mountain. So I give you red autumn. So just a little bit contrast okay. and then red, you know, it's like a little bit sentimental and then a passionate and then autumn. So that's the my name, Koshu. Okay. And um, he's, I think for me, the most important words is heart flower since then whatever you know every time I hold the, my brush or every time I face some difficult time easily become uh, the people's emotion and heart become mm. a little bit negative mm. or jealous you know why me yeah. why it's so hard yeah. you know that easily comes yeah. but if I have the feeling it's reflect my artwork mm. and then I can see myself through my artwork. artwork unfortunately clearly it's killing me and uh, so I can't deny myself I, I have to learn yeah. I can't ignore that reflection so um, this is a good thing calligraphy can feel see the reflection in your heart yeah yeah so that's um, and then I, I I knew I shouldn't leave any such a rubbish artwork with a rubbish feeling to the future because it's a state for the future. So just and thrown away. And then, you know, just to learn myself again. Okay, heart of flower, heart of the flower, heart of the flower. So just to keep telling myself mm -hmm. and then how can I create my heart that pure lotus flower? So that's always me in you know my heart so this is my word mm. beautiful 
Miss, I'm going to ask you one more question. Um, I, so I, I, every second I've enjoyed of this, but one more question that I ask all my guests um, so that when people leave this podcast, hopefully inspired, they will have learned many things, but one thing to stick in their head that they're driving or walking and they think, oh, I remember that guest. What was her name? Akemi. Yeah. What did she say? And I'd like to just think about this for someone who you clearly and obviously live a meaningful purpose driven life that also attracts what it needs to attract for you to live. Great. The perfect description of a Buddhist millionaire. Fine. What one thing would you recommend or piece of advice would you give to someone who would also like to tread, whether it's the path of calligraphy or not, but tread that purpose-driven life? What one bit of advice would you give them? The follow your heart. This is the best way I followed um, because it's so listen to your heart. That's the most important thing is because nowadays so much information, crazy, and then it's all rubbish, you know, just too much, too much. And then that's um, lose your sense, you know, the intuitive mind. That is the most important. Just to keep making habit to listen to your heart. And then often for me, you know, when I was having you know, a shower, like water helps because uh, water and body has got water in 70%. And then water... Um, somehow connect easily hmm. for me I feel I, I, I'm the same as you absolutely yeah. I, I meditate quite a lot in the bath when I'm struggling with an idea I, I, I find that with water as well very much so yeah so uh, uh, that's the best way and um, so putting yourself in a water or shower and then listen to your heart and then that's the best answer because even you know this your life your soul your time for this moment and then this life is short but what you can do to something good for people for nature for universe and then everyone has got the reason and then everyone's got the sacred gift everyone but people don't realize because too much information mm. so just to sometimes get rid of it and then shut out and then just to try to listen to you, your heart. But it's hard because people don't want to accept. It's, it's a hard thing to understand yourself because easily, it's easier to blame people or blame the world. And then you don't like to look yourself negative things or you know as you're but this is you know you're given this your body your soul everything for this particular time in the history and then your life is limited and so that's you are the boss in nice. this so the, the best way is to listen and then accept even negative, anything, everything, just accept. Every mistake, accept. And then that's to learn. And then every hard time, accept and listen. This, then the answer is there. Um, what you want to do. 
And then if everything good, naturally the necessary money to come to you because you're the reason why here somehow for mm. some reason. That's I believe. But yeah. So you guys, what amazing wisdom to end on. There are there are so many things that I hope you'll listen back to the brilliant uh, Akemi's interview um, or chat really, not really an interview, listening to your heart. We all have a sacred gift. Um, you know, if you follow that, you'll be you'll be you'll be given the money. I mean, it's amazing stuff. As I, as I said earlier, very few of you, very few of us will ever meet a genuine master. We have one here. So please take the time to listen and re-listen. And more important than that, I say this every single episode, and I'm going to say it again. Share this wisdom with someone that you know who, who needs help, who might be struggling or might not be struggling, but just need some help. Share what you've heard here, not to build my platform. I don't need likes and all that sort of business, but to share a genuine master's wisdom with something that can help someone you know is suffering. As ever, look after those that you love, give them a big kiss, tell them that you love them, and I will see you next time on the Buddhist Millionaire Podcast. Lots of love. Bye.